Hello and welcome to the NACA podcast. I'm Doug Church, Deputy Director of Public Affairs at the National Air Traffic Controllers Association. We continue with our series of conversations with our 2020 Archie League Medal of Safety Award winners. Today, we introduce you to Matthew Friedel of Anchorage Center and John Newcomb of Anchorage Tracon as we examine a great flight assist from the Alaskan region. The weather conditions in Alaska are often poor, but they're highly changeable. This can lead to situations where a pilot can encounter difficulty, especially if they're not able to fly in instrument meteorological conditions. Alaskan controllers are keenly aware of this each time they plug in for a shift. On this particular Sunday morning, the VFR-rated pilot of a Cessna 172 encountered IMC conditions after departing Soldotna Airport, headed to Birchwood Airport northeast of Anchorage. Making the situation worse, the initial transmissions from the aircraft were garbled. Here's how that sounded. I talked with Matthew and John about this save, and here's our conversation. And Matthew, why don't you kick us off with, with just a brief introduction of yourself? All right. Um, my name is Matthew Friedel. I am a uh, South Area Controller at Anchorage Center in Anchorage, Alaska. It's the first facility and only facility I've worked at with the FAA. I started my aviation career um, when I was 17, learning how to fly gliders. Went to school at North Dakota University and uh, graduated there with an air traffic control degree. Switched over midway from commercial pilot to air traffic control because it seemed like a better fit for me. Waited about three years to get hired by the FAA. That was 2008 when I graduated. And uh, when I finally got picked up at Anchorage Center, um, it's been a, a pretty good ride ever since with that one facility and I don't intend to go anywhere else, really. Outstanding, thank you. John, what about yourself? Hey, this is uh, John Newcomb. I'm a approach controller at uh, Anchorage A11. Um, born and raised in Macon, Georgia. My father was a center controller in Atlanta, and that's how I kind of got into all this. Uh, got into uh, the 235th Air National Guard Air Traffic Control Squadron in 2008. Uh, successfully completed all the, the training involved with that. Um, went on deployment to the desert in 2011 and got picked up. With FAA in 2014, and I've been my here at Anchorage ever since 14, and yeah, I love Alaska. I don't ever want to leave. Um, Excellent. Thank you. So let's talk about this event, and it, is it accurate to say it was, it was the late morning Alaska time, about 10.30 or so? Is that correct? Uh, it's probably have to look at the timestamp again, but it seemed like pretty early on a Sunday morning in my recollection. Okay. Mm -hmm. Talking about an aircraft, uh, November 758 Sierra X-Ray, and this is a, one of those typical situations we have seen in the history of the Archie League Awards where you have a, a pilot who is not IFR rated, experiencing difficulty with weather while operating under IFR conditions. Let's, let's pick it up from there. And, and Matthew, I believe you were the one who first had contact with him, correct? That's right. Um, yeah, I was working on, on Sector 5 early morning Sunday, uh, that morning shift before the midnight shift to come later. And so it's 
it's a, can be a challenging environment to be totally keyed in, but uh, pretty quiet on the sector. Um, and there was a, a garbled transmission that came out of um, one of the many frequencies we have. Uh, Alaska is huge. We have a considerable amount of airspace and lots of frequencies, lots of limitations on our frequencies, line of sight limitations, there's mountains everywhere. So garbled transmissions are, are common. Um, but something about it felt strange um, and just compelled me to, to follow up on the transmission. I couldn't really understand what was going on for, for a couple of transmissions. Um, it wasn't until I had the help of a, uh, a climbing peninsula airways flight that could hear the, um, the broadcast on their end that really clarified to me that, okay, this is, this is a, someone I'm talking to. This isn't bleed over from another frequency or just static. And at that point that, that changed kind of the whole dynamic of, okay, what am I going to do? Um, what do I need to, what do I need to figure out here? From that point, it became relatively obvious that, uh, that this pilot was, was having some trouble, um, got him squawked as soon as they popped up on radar and I could see what was happening. Uh, it looked like they were precariously headed towards mountainous terrain, uh, on the Northeastern Kenai Peninsula. Um, and I've got a pretty good idea of the airspace having flown around there and having been in Alaska for a while. So I, I understand that the other direction is, is flat tree, you know, short spruce tree terrain with no mountains. So the obvious impulse there was turn the other way. Um, and I think the pilot did a fantastic job of flying her airplane in a moment of distress because she took the squat code. She took all the instructions. She kept the airplane wings level. She climbed when I asked her to climb. So, so she yeah. did a fantastic job flying her airplane and, and, and from there it was, it was relatively straightforward once we got pointed in the right direction. John, so you, you were handed off the aircraft at, at what point in this event? So I am the uh, second approach controller to talk to, uh, that was 8X-Ray Sierra. Um, I was plugged in trying to get a brief started for the south radar position. And it was just taking a little, sometimes takes a little bit too long to start the brief itself because we're sitting there talking about the situation and what's going on. And, uh, um, Adam, I believe it was Adam Herndon. He was working first. And so he actually was the person who took the handoff from, uh, FR and spoke with the X-ray Sierra first. But I'm standing behind him, plugged in. Um, we're both talking about situation. He's talking about, you know, I'm going to give you the sector, and then I'm going to go over here and start coordinating with the tower. Uh, I think he called Merrill, Lake Hood, and Anchorage Tower just to see what the visibility was like while I was while I sat down and got ready for the scope. And uh, so it was a little team effort right there. Um, and X-ray eight X-ray Sierra did a great job, like uh, Fr said. Um, wings level, climbed, did not descend, and even uh, I believe at one point during our conversation with eight X-ray Sierra, I, I told the, their pilot, you know, you're you're close to Anchorage International. Don't worry about the Clash Charlie. Just continue. Your uh, flight conditions should improve once you hit the shoreline in a few miles, and. Uh, they were curious if they wanted to needed 
to uh, switch over to Anchorage Tower approaching the class. Charlotte said, no, don't worry about it. We've already coordinated everything. And so Adam Adam did a good job with that, with completed and, and trying to ask the other, uh, the ground facilities at least, where it was a good VMC conditions or if they could see any holes in the sky. So the the final destination was, was Anchorage uh, Airport, is that right? Birchwood, which is about, uh, what, 23, 24 miles to the north, northeast of International. Okay. The flight originate? She took off from Soldaten Airport, I presume. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but she first popped up um, north and north northwest of Soldatna, and she had said that she was north of Soldatna. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's where she originated. And it was just her, uh, the only person on on board the aircraft. As far as I know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't remember talking to anybody else or or anything like that. Did the quality of the transmission improve at all during the course of, of the communication, or was it garbled uh, throughout? Well, the, the first ones were, were pretty rough, but as she climbed up to a higher altitude, um, the frequency becomes much better. And, and after about, I'd say, four or five transmissions, from then on, uh, I had no difficulty talking with her. And when I listened to the playback, it sounded like communications were pretty good on approaches end, too. Yeah, we... Had no problems. It was five by five the entire time. Completely good uh, communication. No garble or anything. Excellent. You had mentioned though at the outset when when it was garbled, you had uh, relied on a another pilot's assistance. Uh, you, you you said it was a Peninsula flight. That's right. A Peninsula Airways Saab uh, climbing off Anchorage, headed towards somewhere in the Alaska Peninsula, maybe Dutch Harbor, Cold Bay, something like that. Did you solicit input from other pilots for assistance, or was it offered from the pilot of the Peninsula Airways flight? No, I, I solicited, um, but of course their replies were without hesitation, uh, and I sincerely appreciate that from not only the Peninsula Airways pilot, there was a Navajo pilot uh, that was just coming up to Anchorage from the Homer area, and they were giving me reports on you know, where there might be some decent VFR weather uh, so I could have an idea of what was going on the the weather down in Soldaten and Kenai was was pretty marginal. Um, you know, she was, I presume, scud running underneath that layer, um, which caused the difficulty. But um, yeah, the pilots responded, you know, immediately when, when I asked them to, but I, I did prompt them for that help. And I, I think that was just a, I say it's an instinctual reaction, but uh, of course it's it's really, uh, an almost 20 year education in aviation that developed that instinct in all my training along the way. So, you know, that was, that was developed in me by many, many individuals over time. Have you encountered situations similar to this one uh, over the course of your careers? Uh, questions for both of you. Yes, especially here in Alaska. That's, this is not uncommon. And depending on how long it takes though, um, I've seen situations where a pilot gets IMC for, 30 seconds, they call up saying, hey, we're IMC now. We need some we need some help. And they're out of it within 15, 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. Other times, like this situation, we're prolonged and you're getting pirates from other airplanes, uh, ground facilities, and like FR said, asking pilots who are climbing out, descending in, or in level flight, uh, you're trying to assist in any way. But yeah, it's 
this is not uncommon up here. Yeah, I agree with John. The the weather conditions in Alaska are notorious. They're bad often, but they're they're highly changeable, and situations will pop up all the time. Um, but we get quite a in the center. We get quite a number of different situations intermittently. I wouldn't say routinely, but intermittently. Um, you know, we've heard we've heard mayday, mayday, mayday on the radio. Um, we've got guys who get into trouble um, when they're on long cross-country flights, and there are just not that many places to land in Alaska when you're doing that sort of thing. Um, we get instrument pilots that have difficulty with approaches and, and other things. So I would say that over the, the course of my career, I've been certified for just over six years now, um, fairly used to those occurrences happening. We both did a great job, and, uh, and 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 hats off to you both. Um, what does it mean to to both of you to be recognized in this way, uh, you know, for a flight assist uh, uh, that that turned out obviously very very successfully and safely? I would say that personally, I'm I'm proud to be recognized. I I work diligently to do the best job that I can all the time, and I I take pride in in doing my job to the best of my abilities, but I think more so um, I'm proud that this represents all the saves that aren't picked up um, or aren't nominated because I know in my area and my facility, we, we do a lot of this kind of stuff. And so I, I'm really happy to be this year's representative for a group of, of individual controllers that are, they're truly outstanding. Yeah, I really, really agree with uh, Matt there. There's, I know throughout the past six years, we've both uh, been CPC'd. It's, you see something that happens once a week, once a month, and it's just, you're you're done with that situation or someone else is done with that situation. It, everything worked out great, and there's a great team up here uh, with all the facilities. It's not just individuals. Um I know I work across from Matt a lot uh, from approaching center. He helps me out a lot. I help him out a lot. And in situations like this, that's that's what you need. You need that teamwork. And it's great to be able to be a representative of that teamwork. Yeah, this save in particular, uh, I'm sure many saves are, are like this. Uh, but, you know, there were there were a couple other controllers in the room with me at CIC who is a fairly recently certified CPC. Um, and then another CIC ended up helping him out. Uh, they did all the coordinating with approach. And of course, without them, I can't focus on the pilot, uh, without them telling approach what's going on. They can't be in their right frame of mind to, to maintain the cool and calm. They did the entire time that she was talking with them and, and they know what they need to do, uh, because of that group effort. Uh, so our, our facilities work together tremendously well in this instance. And, and I'm proud of that too. Well, thank you both. That's very well stated, and uh, the teamwork aspect is is a common theme throughout uh, these types of events, and uh, and and ensuring they have a safe outcome. So, you thank you both for that, and thank you for taking us through uh, what occurred on this event. And I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Glad to be here.